0: And hello, welcome back to Pathways with me, your host, Todd Allen Baker, and we're here at my home today because this is how we had to do it today. Um, Because my special guest is really on a tight schedule, so we decided to do it on a Sunday here at the house. Um, So my guest today, his name is Lamar Smith. We met way back when... Um, in 1996, while we were doing the Olympic show um, for Busch Gardens. Um, and we just became great friends. And we traveled throughout and we worked in like the same system. And it's funny how it was how everything comes full circle is like I was his dance captain and and charge of company manager. And then while we were working for Royal Caribbean, he worked his way up and was a rehearsal director and became my rehearsal director. So I love how that all came like full circle. Um, He's a fantastic dancer, fantastic human, um, heart of gold. And he uh, right now is um, um, lead casting and artistic integrity with Celebrity Cruises. So we'll get his knowledge on what they're looking for in the cruise ship industry and, and casting. Um, and Celebrity and Royal are like sister companies. So um, they rehearse in the same building right now, I presume. So I would like to bring on my guest, <clears throat> my extra special friend. I haven't seen him in probably about four years, last time I was in Miami. So this is my friend, Lamar Smith. Hey, Lamar. Hey, Todd. <sighs> so we're just gonna go ahead and start with this general question. It's so good to see your face, like I said before. Um, how did you get started dancing? What was your whole first experience in this career?
1: Well, I actually crazy enough started off as a singer and that's really what I wanted to do and oh I, really I never knew that yeah, at so all. I, started, I started off as a singer and that was really my focus. 30
0: years later, I'm just finding this I out.
1: Oh okay. right, right? that's all right yeah. okay. <laughs> so then when I was a uh, sophomore in high school um, I auditioned for guys and dolls. And my um, director at the time was like, do you, you know, you have to dance? And I'm like, I, I don't really dance. I'm like, I've never taken dance class. I don't know anything about it. He says, well, the role that you're auditioning for, they're gonna want you to dance. So I was like, okay, great. So went in and I sang and made for the singing one and then went through the dance. And I remember I was like, what are they doing? I mean, I knew a little bit here and there and I just followed along. Um, and, you know, she's like, this is a pirouette, this is this, this, this is like, okay, great. Audition didn't get the actual lead character role, I was, but got cast as a dancer. And I was like, what is going on? And she was just like, she's like, you have so much potential. I don't even think you realize it. And I was, this is like a whole different world. And I, what I will say is like, thank goodness, um, you know, you you kind of take opportunities as they come because it opened up a whole new world. And what, what, what was something that I was really fearful of soon became like a huge love of mine. And then from there, I mean, I started very late as a male dancer and start until I was 15, 16. Um, and then immediately just was she's like, you need to do this, 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 and this. Come take class with me. Um, and I did. And, you know, as, as Todd can probably tell you, as male dancers, I think our careers are very different from a female dancer. Because if you can step, touch on beat, you can do a little pirouette here and there, lots of people are going to give you opportunities. And so that kind of started my love affair with, with dance. And um, from that point forward, singing kind of came, went to the background and dance be kind of came my new love.
0: That's awesome. I never knew that. And it, it is, it's, it's, it's those opportunities. And, you know, your, yours is kind of like mine. I, I was going to start off as a music education major and I did musical theater and you no know, danced at a very small studio, not really technical. And, Same. Like I was doing professional summer stock and I was actually never considered doing dance. I would just danced and I tumbled mediocre. And, (laughs) um, it was this Broadway choreographer and this small summer stock we had that was like assistant for like Tommy tune and this big Broadway guy. I don't know how we had him And same, same, similar story. Yeah. Like he was like, what are you doing when you go back up to college? And I was like, continuing my music education major. And he was like, mm, I think you should be a dancer. And then, so, you know, age 19, almost 20, I go wow. out and slap on a pair of tights and, you know, here we are now. So it's, it's, you know, already my pathway and my trajectory was already changing than what you yeah. thought it was going to be. So, I mean, and how funny how life works, you know?
1: I thought you you had been dancing since like, you know, a little five, six year old. That's so crazy. I did, but it was like a very small,
0: grateful for what I had and the training that I had. But it wasn't like a technical base studio. We we did tap, we did jazz, we did acro, we did things. But it wasn't, I would say, technical. I mean... The person that ran the studio and that got me started. I'm the only person that professionally came out of that, but enough about me. But it was small. It was just dinky dink and oh. what we would consider dolly dinkle. Got it. Got it. So it wasn't technical, but I could dance. So oh. I'd never taken a ballet class until I was almost 20
1: years old. Wow. Wow. Crazy path. Wow. Crazy oh. path.
0: But enough mm. about me. I mean, I could talk about me all day. That'll come later. So, uh, about to you. So, did you continue on to college with your training after that? I
1: did. So, I um, really fast tracked and you know auditioned and you know luckily in Colorado at that time there were some great schools. There was you know there was the theme park and I got got introduced to my world of theme park, which I never knew I would would be such a huge part of mine. But it, it worked at English Gardens and then um, which one? What was that called? It was at that time, it was called Elitch Gardens, which became Six Flags in Colorado, which then went back to Elitch Gardens. So it's still in Colorado, but it, it is now like downtown. I think they've actually moved again. Um, and I was actually scheduled to start going to school and I ended up getting a tour. So I ended up on tour for a very, very, very long time. Went back to school, but actually not for dance. I went to school for music business because, um, you know, after, it's funny, all my all of my Dance instructors all set. They're like, you know, you can definitely go to school for dance, but you're going to be your own agent. You need to, you really should understand the business side of things. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad. And I continue to study, but my focus was music business because I, you know, I knew at some point my dance career was going to probably end and I needed to have something to kind of fall back on. So I did go for music business and um, did that and then went back to touring and then theme parks and then cruise ships. So it's. it's and kind now of a- I
0: do remember you toured with Up With People, correct? Yeah. How was that? And tell people what that is, because I don't know if it still
1: exists. Yeah. So, a you big know, thing back in the day was it was so huge and and back in the day i didn't know um I knew nothing about it i all i knew was this what i thought was this religious cult so that's all i heard it was about these happy people like all these people they're just happy and you know everything is good and lovely and i went to see a show a friend of mine invited to see a show uh two hour um stage show and i was actually blown away i was like this is not at all what i was expecting it to be the, so what they do is the show they traveled around at that time um, around the world um students between the ages of sixteen to twenty five and basic the show is, was about um, making a change and being a change. And you go into communities, you stayed with host families, you stayed and you did community service, and then you did this make, you did this huge show every place that you went to. So it was a I, huge cast, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, it was about 200 people. And so at the end of the show, you have to interview. Everyone has to interview. And um, I went through the interview process. And the funny thing was I was actually getting ready. I had just been accepted to college in Colorado. <laughs> and so I interviewed thinking like, oh, I'll do this, you know, after college, because it was at that time about $12,000 to do it because, we, you know, you it paid for your tuition and it paid for flights and all that. And so I um, interviewed and they said, we actually have a scholarship that we give out to, um, you know, one to two students, you know, a year. Would you like to apply for it? I said, sure. Um, and I got lucky and I got a full scholarship, which shocked me. Uh, and they were like, but the tour starts, so this was in March and this was a tour that was, no, this was in, uh, yeah, around March. And the tour started in June. And they're like, so you would have to go in June. Although I'm like, well, I'm, in sc- I'm about to go to school. And am like, well, you can hold up. I mean, the, the scholarship is only good for that year. So I took a year off. Well, I thought it was gonna be a year off. I took a year off and I toured with other with people. I did that as a student um, and fell in love with it and did it for four more years as a you, that was my first stint as a dance captain. Um, and then I came back and was a show manager for them and was just about to move up to like production manager and i um decided i wanted to try something different i was like okay i've done this and uh by that time i th- was thinking i wanted to move to new york it's like okay i think i want to make that move um but yeah so with people Sorry, you asked me about that with people was at that time was a nonprofit organization that traveled around the world Basically, spreading good in the in this two-hour show, it was it touched on everything from refugees to AIDS to homelessness to um, just how can we make a change? How can we be a difference? Make a difference in the world? And then we would do um, community service in every hometown, every place we went. We stayed with host families, so their families in every community would host, you know, one to four students. Um, and it was quite an experience. I learned a lot about myself um, during that time. And that what people is still around today. However, it's very, it's, the principal is still there, but it's a much smaller company um, than it was back then. They went bankrupt in 1995, I think, or six or somewhere. No, 97, close to that. Um, and then they came back. They, they came back a couple of times, but never got the... They never got their, their, their runway that their feet back on, like they did before. So now it's more like a semester at sea kind of hype type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the principle is still there. So yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it.
0: Great. Uh, Then from there, where did you progress on from there? Is that when
1: you came to Bush? So from there, I left, no, from there, that's where Royal Caribbean came into the, into the so toward the end of Up uh, With People, which which I soon discovered was going to be my trajectory path, like whenever ta- when it was time for a door to close, I just would say like, I, I'm ready for something different. I'm not sure what I want to do, but I'm ready for something different. And I remember getting on the tour bus, we were going to Canada, oh, no, sorry. I got on a plane to fly over to Canada, and I um, take the, I open up the magazine on the plane, and the thing I flip open to is this huge cruise ship. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I, you know, I've never done that. I wonder what that's all about. Didn't think anything of it, of like, oh, that's really cool. Didn't even really know what ship it was. I just like, oh, I've heard of people doing these cruise ship thing. Closed it up. Get to my host family that night, and we're sitting on their patio. Um, we just had dinner, and all of a sudden, there's this ship. That goes by. And I, they always like, oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, that's Royal Caribbean. They're, you know, they port here. And, and I was like, oh, that's funny. That's very interesting. Another, a crucial second time. Um, go in the next day to get ready for a show. And my, a really good friend of mine that lives in Canada mm, messages me, calls me up and says, hey, Lamar, um, Royal Caribbean is holding auditions. Do you think you can get out of rehearsals tomorrow to come? I will pick you up. I will take you. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So I was like, talk to my production manager. And she said, absolutely go. Went Todd, never, with no expectation.
0: Sorry, the- we're going to have to interrupt people. We have um, dogs that need to go out. So I'm just going to carry Lamar with me. And that's I just love it. that they've done really well with other three stuff. But today I- like, we've decided that we are going to go outside. So I love on it. a cold negative
1: 20 day. Oh my, oh my God. Continue, please. So, um, so yeah, it was the longest audition of my life, but it was one of the best processes ever. There were about 500 people there. Um, Laura Dunlop, who Todd knows very, very well, was the choreographer at that time. I had no idea who this woman was. She's just crazy. She's amazing. uh, She's crazy, but she's she's amazing. Amazing. And it was the longest audition. We just love her. But just and I thought to myself, there's no way that I am gonna get this gig. Like there's no way. So I got cut. I mean, I got cut. I got all the way to the end, got filmed. But again, not thinking anything of. I just knew I wanted something different. Um, got did the show that night, and three days later, I get a a call from Marianne Delaney saying, "Lamar Smith, can you please give me a call?" And from Royal Caribbean, I'm like, "What?" To give her a call, and she's like, "We have, you know, an opportunity for you," and um, she offered my first ship. And three months later, I finished my tour with with people, and a month or two later, I was in rehearsals during my very first cruise line. And from that point forward, a whole new path opened up. And then I, yeah, so then anyway, I did work Caribbean for like a couple of years. Um, ended up moving to Chicago. And when I moved to Chicago is where Bush Gardens came into the, the fold. Is I know like, I did idea that you did ships beforehand. Yes, I did I did ships beforehand before Oh my God, um, we
0: hung out all the time, Lamar, and I did not know this whole story.
1: I, like we I, were inseparable, and in how I not know this story. Yeah, so so yeah, so I did cruise ships for like a couple of years and then um met a partner of mine. We moved to Florida and um no sorry we moved to chicago i taught for a while and it's kind of the same thing i was like i'm ready for something different I, I really want to do something different um and we heard about this audition happening in chicago so i drove up to chicago and audition with Nancy Hudson, with the choreographer at the time, and Donna B in this small ballroom. Um, and I actually, it's a funny thing, Todd, is I went to sing, because that's really what I wanted to do. I was like, I think I actually wanted to sing. So I went in and I, I sung, and then Nancy said, "Well, do you dance as well? And I said, yeah, I do, actually. So she auditioned me. And that's when she said, well, we're doing this new show. Um, it's, it's, it's like Olympic themed, and we're looking. I don't know why it never went to
0: Broadway. I what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, I mean, Broadway it was Broadway quality. quality. Well, I think the cast was Broadway quality. That's
1: what. <laughs> I, but, I mean, um, our
0: fake but, microphones that were wire hangers. I mean, why I wouldn't we have went?
1: I literally just watched that. I pulled. I was going through old videos, like, "What's this? What's this?" And I went, "Oh!" And it was the one where Casey and um St- um um oh my God, what is her name? Shelly were rapping in the opener where they shouldn't have been and i was like oh my god this is so funny you have a copy do you know what Todd, i only have that one section but i'll totally send it to you it is the funniest thing with our wire hangers and these horrible blue shorts and horrible white shirt oh my god i i will take anything i Uh, i you can digitally get that i'm down that will be nostalgic you know, what's funny. Is like, I know there's a copy somewhere because Casey gave me a copy and I just, but I think it's on VHS and I have to find where it's at. Um, but yeah, that, that's, and I remember being in the audition and Nancy was everything. She's like, do you this? Do you do this? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then she says, do you tumble? I said, I can do a, I can do a round off. I can do a cartwheel. She says, let me see it. I said, she said, would you be willing to learn? And I said, of course, I'm not going to say no. I'm like, sure, of course I will. It's always um, yes. We've discussed that several is. times. It's always, it's always yes. Wait, yes. when I get there, so um, long story short, so I, Donna B finished up and she said, Donna Bach, I'm sorry, she goes by and she said, I walked out and she said, I have a feeling that you will be coming to Tampa. And I was like, really? And she says, yes, I have a feeling that you will be getting a call. And I was like, okay, went back to Chicago and um, didn't think anything of it. And I wanna say maybe three weeks later, I got a phone call from from Donna B. Offering um, a full-time position at Bush Gardens and I accepted and moved there. And that's where I met this lovely host who was um, also cast in the same show. Uh, And I always tell people, that although the show was a li- <laughs> not the, my finest work, I will say the group of people that I, I mean was the talent was ridiculous. The they had a amount great, talented cast, very talented, and just that could do so much. And for me, it was very humbling because you know when you're kind of the best of where you're at, you need to be surrounded by people that are better. And that cast, I mean, we had Neil. I mean, how are we ever going to compare to Neil Bartlett? <laughs> I mean. But you, but you have, so you have, so I walk into this cast. Let me just, for, so everyone knows, I walk into this cast and pretty much most of the guys tumble except for me. And when I say tumble, I don't mean like, I'm thinking like, oh, Cartwheel, I'll do a roundup. No, they're like backhand springs, all of this. How <laughs> Peter the singer, David the, I'm like, what did I just step into? And one of the roles you had to be able to tumble. And I remember, I'm like, please. I remember please. if I had to put you in that track,
0: I'm like, you have to do leaps, buddy. You just
1: I, have to do please, leaps. Please, please don't ever put me in that track because the audience went crazy over this. I mean, it was like a like four eight counts, but it, they expect tumbling. So oh yeah. We your- had to do like four power passes back to back my and I remember there was a few of us that had to do like a dance solo so the one or two times when Todd or Neil or David weren't there and I just was like this audience is like what there was nothing you could do to top that but my point in saying this was like that for me was kind of a catalyst of just putting myself that from that point forward I was like I will always want to be in with a cast with people that are better than me because I it it just pushed me and I I feel like I became a different dancer working with that group of people and not just, not only talented, but just really, um, a fun group. I mean, we laughed so much. All the time, as I'm sure Todd can probably tell you, um, Todd, that's where I met Todd. He was my dance captain, along with um, a co-dance captain, Robin. Um, but Todd was always full. Him and Linda, Linda were full of skits, and they came in. and. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good time, and I did it that was for- a good
0: time. And I agree with you. I don't know if this podcast is air yet, because I don't know what order it's in. But yeah. I agree with what you said in my career, you would think as a dancer that you wanna come in and be number one. And I always wanted to do my best for me. And I totally get what you're saying is I wanted someone, AKA Neil and you, everyone had different talents, like not just one person. I feel like you can learn from others in this business. You don't, you're never number one. That's the first point. And number two, you can always learn. And I think, you know, when you are with those dancers that can raise you up, it it gives you something else just because you have a gig doesn't mean you're right there and you plateau. Like when you work with boys, the girls were always different because the girls are pretty much going to be a whole different genre. But you work with boys that give you that challenge and have something different that they can offer, take that skill and learn it and grow from that. And that's what I always wanted. I didn't want to be number one. I can do the most pirouettes or I can do the most backflips. I wanted something else
1: to challenge me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that cast, both male and female singers and dancers, I felt did that. Even watching the video of Spirit Within, I thought I don't know if there had been another cast that could have pulled that could make it look like that. I mean, it 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 was it was. um, I will say there was a lot of dancing in it. Doesn't necessarily mean it was the greatest dancing, but there was a lot of dancing in it, and that that group of individuals just made it look like it was the hardest thing ever. And I think we're
0: outside, and it was under a tent and it was oh 110 degrees in the Tampa heat and you
1: did five shows oh yeah. five. it wasn't three five. We did five shows of a 30 minute show that was not when i tell you nonstop it, it was ended. probably almost 40 minutes well I, I it was it was a long show uh, but i will say it After that, I was like, there's I can do anything because it was just and I I think what made it fun, too, was to be a part of an original cast and see how a show comes together and all the ups and downs. And we all look. The great thing about it is that we all had a little bit of putting it together. I mean, we hey, what do you guys think about this? Let's try this dance breaks happen because of a group of the people that were in there. Um, So me i think that was also the first time i'd ever been a part of an original anything I so think that's true I, for like, me as well i yeah. think that's true as, i never thought of it that way till yeah. now
0: mar that we were like the opening cast and opened up a new show like that so yeah, yeah i've
1: never thought of it that way and it's very and from that point i I did several other ones like that but i realized it was like god this is such uh, an experience that you will no one else will ever have because they will come into an existing show um, and we'll learn it from a dance captain, from our artist, from someone else. So it's going to get handed down. But yeah, I mean, that, that started my, my time with Busch Gardens. And again, in a way, I never expected to stay as long as I did. And I never expected my career to go the direction that it did. I thought I'm going to do spirit within, and then I don't know what's going to be next. And lo and behold, it opened up a whole new world. So yeah. And I'm going
0: to segue because of, kind of what we're on here today to give us a new um perspective and what your view is because now you've worked in both industries so i know your career then went from that back to royal because you and i would meet up on royal on ships like when i was with michael and brandon and we would see each other on the grandeur and came and cruise with you guys at one time that was fun um <laughs> we are paths i've always met but on both levels, and now you're on with a new line, how did you go from dancer, and then you were in charge of entertainment and some stuff at Bush, and then you worked your way up from, you know, a dancer at Royal to choreographer, to rehearsal director, to this and to that. So how, how did that journey with a theme park that, and then the other ones, how did you make that transition and how did you make that happen?
1: so I, I i will say todd i i wish i had an answer i don't know the answer to it i think i just i have I, an answer it's because of your work
0: ethic and uh, your professionalism, you. and your kindness and the way you deal with
1: people thank you thank you i appreciate i will say definitely probably the work ethics um is a huge part because opportunities came to me because of that you know bush gardens there was just at the time there was a lot of opportunities and i just kind of seized Um, every opportunity that came and just said, okay, I'm going to learn. And that's I fell into choreography that way. Um, Now, the show manager positions, those I auditioned for, but for me, I always felt like I wanted to make sure I didn't skip a step. I wanted to make sure I didn't go from dancer all of a sudden now I'm a director or something because I would have missed all of that in between. So although I may not have like um, planned it that way, I am glad that my life went that way where I went from a dancer and from a dancer, I went into a dance captain. And at that time for Royal, in order to be a rehearsal director, you have to be a dance captain. So I knew that once I decided I wanted to be a rehearsal director, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll have to be a dance captain. I did dance captain for them two or three times and then I moved into rehearsal director and I did rehearsal director for... Probably like four years, um, you and I love me with two shows. It. I did, I did, <laughs> which was which again was like with Mardi Gras to Mon. Oh
0: my god, did I teach? You? And I did boogie with you, right? Did boogie with me as well? Yeah, uh huh. Dun- oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about Mardi Gras. Oh
1: my! Which is the funniest thing, um, Todd, is I was the show just that on- I
0: used to sit backstage and cry and like, this is what my career has come to. <laughs> I am in, a, me and Michael Seeger, this is where I've got, I'm in a rock and <laughs> braided wig singing "Ika Waika one day. Oh my
1: Europe God. And we what? were
0: supposed to go to Europe, but then we got transitioned because of 9-11. And so we're like, this is where we're at. Here we you are.
1: Said, see, that's just so crazy. And I actually forgot. I mean, I forgot about Mali Gras. I kept thinking- I did too Tell just now. Um, yes, yeah, so we're talking about crazy. So here, here, how the tables turn all the time. And it's like, oh my God, now here I am teaching a show to someone who was my dance guest. But anyway, I did rehearsal director for four years and loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love Royal, um, was a fantastic journey, but I was ready to move into the office and do something different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, So they kind of created a position that they morphed into pulling from different departments. And I was a rehearsal admin, which basically kind of was like a studio. I oversaw the studio for about 10 years at Royal Caribbean, which is crazy to think about that. Uh, I left- Now what did
0: that entail? Overseeing, that's uh, a big, once we started growing as Royal and the ships got bigger and the rehearsal halls got bigger because we moved locations several times from Miami to Hollywood, Florida. And so to manage all that, that's a lot, that's a lot of responsibility.
1: Absolutely, and it didn't start off that way. I started off literally helping um, Craig out in the shoe department. Hey, can you come in and do fittings? Um, but I was working a lot with the rehearsal directors to make sure that all the material when they came in, they had it. That they had a studio allocated to them. Make the shoot sure the studio was cleaned. And I loved it. I actually loved that part because I loved. I knew what a re- I knew as a rehearsal director. I knew what I wanted to have when I walked into the building. So I really worked hard to make sure that on their entire journey was. Um, was really taken care of, That all the information they needed. And I did that, I started there in the Hollywood studios and then slowly things got added. So then I started booking flights for the cast and then I started doing roommate lists and then I started doing um, the studio allocation. Um, And then, I mean, that was fantastic. And then we moved over to our new building um, which is the 135,000-square-foot the one that's celebrity and royal share, and really kind of took over managing of the studio space at that time, which was crazy because we went from four studios to and a couple of vocal rooms, all one level in the same building, to now this three-story building with this massive theater, plus 10 studios, plus... plus flying rigs, right? And flying rigs overseeing that and I was like what just happened and at that time I was really starting to burn out and I wanted something different and I decided to take a change I decided I woke up one morning I remember talking to Todd and I was like I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna leave I'd been with Royal by that time at 20 years and I really wanted to do casting I was ready to like make that shift but there was nothing opening up at that time so I decided to make a change and I left moved to Texas with my sister and vegged out for a year tried to figure out what I was gonna do Came back um, a couple of years later, I worked a little bit for Royal and then ended up at Norwegian, hiring guest entertainers. Um, and then a spot opened up a celebrity, I interviewed and came into casting. So finally I ended up where I really wanted to ultimately be, which was um, giving back in the way that was given to me, um, which is I uh, took over casting of all the dancers and the specialty artists for celebrity. That's how I started off and then I moved into Overseeing our casting department and the artistic integrity for Celebrity Cruises. Now you work with Tracy Camps, correct? I do, which again, that's another crazy one. She was my artistic director at Bush Gardens when I first started. Well, when Todd was there too, like when now we were first, she was mine as well. Yeah, and she she left and went to Tokyo, and then she did ships. And our paths kind of kept crossing. We both were directors at the same time, although we didn't teach um, the same ships. Um, so then I while I was working at Celebrity, we lost our vocal casting specialist. And so then Tracy became our vocal casting specialist and her and I worked like in tandem. She hired the vocalist, I hired the dancers and especially the artists. Um, and then I got a promotion, which is crazy. So she be kind of became I became her manager, which not really, because we still work like in tandem um together. I need to, yeah. I need to get a hold of Tracy. First, yes. You have to. She's and her journey's fantastic, like to Oh be- yeah. And her, her voice, gold. gold. And the funny thing, Todd, is that people here, celebrity, do not know that side of her because she was with Royal. She took out lots of ships for Royal, but celebrity, the singers have no idea how she can sing. Gold. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. the other day, talking person. about, and she started to sing, and she's like, I can't sing anymore. And she says, You know, will they do this? And she started singing, and I just looked at her and I went, Why are you not? She said, No, 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 I can't sing anymore. I'm like, Tracy that voice, I don't even, it's phenomenal. One of one of my favorite voices of all times. Yeah. So tell me,
0: so, cause we have this and I work with a lot of different students and people that want to get into certain genres of dance, yeah. ballet, AKA um, contemporary companies. And I've had some other people that are vocal directors for AMDA and stuff. But I always try to teach the kids this, go for your dream. And now that ships are huge and big, and they were great when they were there. I mean, that's um, that's why I never went back on tour. I could have done like Broadway and did other stuff, but I was like, these shows are great. Um, and now they've grown, you have even more, some of been better than Broadway stuff because of the technicality that you get Absolutely. on those ships. Um, but I always tell them, don't label yourself as this is what you're gonna do. And then if it's not working out, A, it's a great way to make money and pay off your student loans. Or Absolutely. just to save money. But Absolutely. I'm always like, go this path. And, you know, just because you think you're a ballet dancer or a contemporary, follow your dream, follow it. But if it's not working out the way you want it, if you're not getting that company that you want and you're still an apprentice at 24, you have an opportunity.
1: So would you agree on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and more students do this now, I feel like younger, the younger generation, which is um, open yourself up, like the more you can learn, and I agree with you, have that thing that you want to go for, but don't close yourself off to other opportunities because you have no idea that other opportunity actually may lead you back to that ballet company. So I, I agree with you 100%, like you yeah, just- Yeah, and because it doesn't matter if you're a
0: competition kid or a ballet kid, they do not care because you're never going to get it, not even on Broadway, and not even in a contemporary company, it is great that you can do all those tricks. It is great that you can kick your leg up to your head and twirl six times, but that might be your one eight count on a ship. You're never gonna do that in a group piece.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So
0: work for other things like the singing and the vocals Absolutely. Even when you get into a contemporary company, it doesn't matter how many overall trophies you've won or how many titles you won. There's not going to be six other girls in that contemporary company. That's going to kick their leg, hold it and do a side aerial. It's just not going
1: to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so yeah. there's avenues that you can do. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say the same thing. We, I do a lot of outreach too. And that's usually the one thing that I say to all upcoming dancers that are pigeonholing pigeonholing themselves in one genre it doesn't have to be ballet could be hip-hop it could be you Mm. know speak to a lot of dancers that or or anything Mm -hmm. or whatever and they're like you know i can't like no get into a ballet class it will help you get into a tap class make all of these things because exactly like you said more and more Um, companies, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for those diverse dancers that can do a little bit of everything and have something that they specialize in. But I I agree with you 100% there.
0: So tell us during your casting process and what you're doing, what is it that you look for when a dancer, male or female come into the room? What do you want? What do you want from headshot resume to the whole audition process. Can you lead me through that?
1: Absolutely. So the first thing I will say even more as important as the talent is how you treat others when you walk in that room. I have done both sides. I have been the person, the monitor at the front desk and I have watched dancers come in in a rude and um, just and then go into the room and when their choreographer says, hey, let's switch line. So for, for and especially for celebrity, we are looking at that as much as we're looking for talent. So we really want people that are company, company members that are team players. So we're looking at that. We are looking for individuals that, yes, are triple threats that can do a little bit of everything that have. strong. Quad
0: we always got to throw tumbling in there. That's a quad. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, Quad. you're right, um, but our process is, you know, you're, as far as like your headshot and resume, uh, I'll go back to that for, and I've seen this happen many times with your resume, just be as truthful as possible, if you only have two things you've done, that is okay, I have seen so many come in and embellish. And I was like, oh my gosh, you've worked with this person. You've worked with Todd Baker. Oh, when was that? And I, you did this show? Oh, when was that? Uh, and, and they can't answer because they've tried to embellish with a name. I'm like, don't do that. Like, just don't fluff be- Don't it up. Don't, don't let your if, talent speak for you, not your resume. And the funny thing, Todd, is- I rarely look at the resume until, and I di- I change. I used to before they came in, I looked at the resume and I found I was making a pre, I was making like a, 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 a judgment of them because I'm like, oh my gosh, they've done this. They've worked foster, they've done this and they step on the floor. And they, I'm like, how can they not do this across the floor? They can't do step, but ma, step, but ma, step, step, double pirouette. I'm like, I'm so confused. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want my judgment to be at all obscure. So I don't ever look at their resume until after they've gone across the floor and I'm like, oh, I really like them. And I start to look. I'm like, oh, wow. So they trained. Oh, this is great. Um, but Good I would say. Good to know. Yeah. So I always say like. Be truthful on your resume. Um, Keep it to one page. Remembering that this is a a quick view of what you have done. If a director is interested in you, they are obviously gonna ask more of you. Headshots, oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how many times a person walks in with a Polaroid of themselves. And it just shows that you've not taken a moment to make sure that you remind people all the time, like you are your own business. And this is a business. So if you walk in and the first, and maybe the only time I'm going to see is you hand me a resume that you've written out with a Polaroid that you're like, oh, I just took this downstairs. It shows to me like, okay, you're not ready to really step into this world. And that's not a bad thing, but that means just researching and making sure those two things coming in completely prepared, a headshot that is, you know, truly of like the headshot area and is groomed and is the best representation of yourself with uh, a truthful resume. Then once you come in, you know, we're looking at, we're looking for those individuals that, um, yeah, have the the basics, the technique, can do the turns, can do the kicks, can do jazz, can do contemporary, can do a little bit of commercial, can tumble, can tap. We want all of that. um, But even as important as performers, because if anything, I have watched some dancer come in, do six pirouettes, drop to the floor, and not once is engaged here. And as an audience member, most of our audience members are not performers, but if you can make them feel something, they will think that that single pirouette that you did with Abatma was as impressive as the individual who just tumbled across the stage and did six pirouettes. So we really look for strong performers, obviously with great technique, and equally as important is just people that are kind to one another. And we're, and I tell people all the time, your audition for us starts the minute that you walk in that door to hand your resume in the minute that if if I have a monitor that comes to me and I, and a lot of our monitors will come in and they'll sit next to us during auditions and you know they'll watch because it's it's really a great opportunity for them to get to understand the casting and after everyone's gone I'll say oh my god I really really like that person and I've had many monitors go like oh she was a monster she was so mean she um like and, and I'll immediately will be like that's not the right person for us or let's say that a choreographer has is working with, you know, teaching the combination. And again, he or she or they has asked, please swap lines and you don't swap lines. I think again, you're not being respectful of the room. Or if you're that person that says, well, on five, six you said t- and now you're changing it. There's proper ways of doing this. And so we look at all of those things. So it's not just about the talent. We've had very talented people walk into the room that we have cut just because they're nasty to work with.
0: And I've told my kids this um, that want to be especially my ballet dancers about class etiquette because it's a little bit different when you're doing a jazz class or a leaps and turns or musical theater and they're talking about auditioning and of course ballet is a little different you're going across the floor and you're doing things when they're doing their scholarships and they're young and I've told them several times that if you're If you're not making space and you're going across the floor for a combination, right? And you are just kind of there hanging out or you've been asked to move back to make space. Then we notice that as casting that you're not paying attention and you are not being considerate of your fellow auditioners. So how are you gonna be to work with? And I've literally told them, it doesn't matter that you just went out there and did four pirouettes and, and then slammed into the splits and got up and did a back handspring. The girl who was kinder, the guy who was kinder and paid attention and followed directions got the job. You didn't because they just saw that you don't follow directions. They see that you're not easy to work with. And believe it or not, you being on the side while someone else or when they put us into groups and we see that you're not paying attention or rehearsing or taking in the choreography,
1: we don't hire you. Absolutely, absolutely. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I say to, maybe, maybe things have changed back from when you and I were auditioning where maybe that's all you needed was just to be talented to get through the door. But I find more companies, we're not the only company who does that, but we're all looking at all of that extra stuff on the side. I tell dancers all the time. Bring multiple shoes. Ladies always have heels with you. Research the company that you're auditioning for. You know, don't come in stiletto heels if you're auditioning for a company that is, you know, a ballet company. Like, really research what you're doing. Bring all the shoes that you think you're going to need. If you tap, bring your tap shoes. I have seen many people lose out on an opportunity because they're like, oh, I didn't bring my tap shoes because the, the tap wasn't called. It's like, you don't you don't know. We might be casting for a show. It's like, oh, who taps? Oh, and I like, just a- always assumed that was the thing. I mean... I- when you went
0: to an audition,
1: you had every shoe in your bag. Absolutely, absolutely. I could go barefoot. I had my character heels. I mean, not my character but I had my character shoes. I had my my sneakers if I had to do a commercial. Oh, you conference. had
0: your high heels in there. Don't lie. <laughs> and a boa. <laughs> and a boa. I had everything. I was. You ready. had a boa and a, some high heels and some right. lip and some red lipstick just in case.
1: I said in case <laughs> they were like. A little uh, lacage. Can you throw these on? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do drag? Sure. Let me just pull this out yeah, like a little it, bit. That, that bag might be big when you come in, but that that just shows that you are again. It just shows your work ethics and you're ready to come to work. Um, so I, those little things are huge for all of us. And I again, I think we train. As performers, dancers, we train, train, train with all this great technique, and then I watch people lose these uh, amazing opportunities just from all of those outside things that we just talked about. Not having a, a headshot and resume that's professional looking, um, being inconsiderate to anyone in the room, not listening to re- directions, all of those things actually um, – Like trump the amazing talent that you have and that's what i see happen a lot of times and people like "I, i don't know why i'm not getting cast why am i not getting cast and i can say well you are phenomenal in the room but you're not giving me any of this or you didn't listen to directions and some of those take that and come back with that so yeah it's a it is um it is such a if you can learn that business of it um it will it'll you'll you'll get far
0: I I think that is something that we all need to learn, and it's a different respect now from this group coming up. And I hate to sound like an old timer, but I mean, we're both like I mean, we we come from the same place. That I feel like it's respect for the choreographers, but the art. And I've had this if you've listened to my other podcast from the beginning auditioning is its own art form. And I think that we are teaching this generation because they go to conventions and not that conventions are wrong. We love conventions. I go to conventions, but it's a little bit different. You're not getting a job. You're like, here's your scholarship for next year's convention. And that's great. Um, But you've already sunk the money into the competition and it's great that you got that, but it's not a, true audition process correct. correct and i think it's like you're over at the side of the room and you're in a big ballroom and there's 300 kids and i mean they're just going to look at you and you're like oh, okay i mean because it is a little bit of a you know you've already put in it's not a true audition they've yeah. looked at you throughout the week and saw that and you get your scholarships but i don't feel like we are actually teaching this generation what i think you learn it in college how to yeah. real audition. But yeah. if you try not to go to college and go now, there's mm. I, I, there's that segue there for a dancer that I feel like we're not teaching them a proper audition process. They know how to dance, they can do all the tricks. And then I feel like we're doing a disservice because back, back when we were studying, We were told, and I've had vocal directors from AMDA who work with dancers who whatever, that, you know, we were told that we had to sing. We were told that we had to have acting classes. It wasn't that we pigeonholed ourselves as dancers. We were told and taught, you need all of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: and somewhere, somehow uh, down the line, it's got lost. Yeah. On these group of dancers that you need to take vocalization, you need to have an acting class, you need to have this because the days of just being a dancer are gone unless you're into that video industry and that's not very common anymore, that every show unless you're going into like a contemporary or ballet company, you have to sing. And it's yeah. done with the days that you're a dancer who can't sing, and they're just going to mute your mic. Like yeah. they, you, you need to do it. Is, am I right? And that's what you're looking yep. for as a cast, because now you have sh- book shows and stuff on your ships that you do have to sing as a dancer.
1: Absolutely, and Royal—that's really Royal's focus right now—is that I mean they have their book shows plus their production shows, and that's what they're looking for. For celebrity side, we um, tend to stray away from the book shows because we let our sister brand handle that. But we're still looking for that triple threat. We're still looking for that individual that can kind of check off all those boxes. And for our shows, especially for celebrity. Um, we do so many different genres in the three production shows that they do. They may do a pop show or commercial show, one of their shows. The next one may be a strict musical theater slash jazz. And their third one may be a commercial slash lyrical. So trying to find dancers that kind of tick all of those boxes is is tricky. In an industry that just came back from a pandemic that all shut down, and when they reemerged, everybody was like, Virgin, between Virgin Voyages, Celebrity, Carnival, Royal, NCL, they raised their game, which is fantastic. But what that did is like now all all of us want the cream of the crop. We all want those individuals that can tick off all of those boxes, which is actually really exciting because there's a lot of work for individuals. I think before the pandemic, I will say that it was a little hard to break into the cruise industry because we tended to stay with individuals that we knew and felt comfortable. We yeah, because I
0: have- mean, until you wanted to retire and you did a good job, yeah. because as we Ooh. said, reputation matters, Absolutely. That You just you waited around for your next contract. And absolutely. you know, like you stayed. I mean, I stayed
1: for seven years. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like now it's a very different time because everyone has raised their game. I think when I back in the time when you and I were around, like the top, the top companies crucialized to work was Royal Caribbean. Yeah. Royal Caribbean followed by, um, you know, Perfect. Norwegian, followed by um, Princess, Carnival. Do you know what I mean? And now they have all when you said it earlier the the shows that are on board these ships right now and I'm not just speaking for celebrity I'm talking across the fleets of, between Royal and Virgin like they have all they've all partnered with these Broadway producers these Las Vegas producers and they are creating shows that rival and in some instances are even better than what is on land and is asking of you more than you I have a performer that has done Broadway and then came to us and they said, this is harder. And they're like, I was a principal in a train show, Broadway show. And this is harder than that Broadway show was because they're like, what you're asking me to do, no one is. And so I think that's what's super exciting is that there is opportunities now for you to like grow so much as a performer so that when you go to New York, when you go to Vegas, when you go to LA, you're going to like just slot in so easily because you can do so much mm-hmm. in that type-
0: and a lot of people transitioning out, they'll go back on tour. Then they'll go back on a the ship. They'll be from West End. They'll go back on a ship, especially your UK people like, you know, cause you only have a certain amount of, and you're Australians. You only have a certain amount of theater. It's not the theater yep. opportunities in Australia are not as predominant as, and you have a lot of talent, but the, you know, even like when I moved there, I knew I couldn't work in the Australian industry and get a, visa to work i had to like get something else because they were going to cast from their own they weren't going to hire an outside american when they have dancers there so providing those opportunities and i think it's a different it's a different competition too because when you're auditioning you know for broadway or things here or a broadway tour you're basically yes there's a lot of people right that you're against but literally to get hired on a ship sometimes I think is a different, harder process because you are auditioning, and I never thought of it until just now, how much harder it was because you are international. You're not just located in the States or here, you're up against everyone that you went on an international tour to find.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Ship The cruise ship industry has, what I do feel it has definitely gained a, a much more reputable reputation. I definitely think once cruise ships started doing Broadway book shows- We show, have to
0: go again. They've not been uh, out on a walk. It's been rainy and cold and negative here, and they are just crazy
1: today. So, they, we're just gonna go with yeah, it because we're like no- raw here today. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I think the industry now has definitely created shows that are on a whole different caliber and a whole different level, which is very, very, very exciting um, to see that, to see that, you know, we're we're now doing these shows that, uh, uh, sorry, my whole point was like bringing back booking shows. The great thing about that is I felt like it made the cruise ship more reputable, especially to your Broadway um, teams that thought that cruise ships are like, oh, you don't do that. That's like a, a step below. But now we I mean we've had when I was over at Royal when cats first came, we had the original, you know, original directors. Oh, yeah. original- I've seen it because that was my last cruise. And it's yeah. the same. and the and what was happening was they were then hiring people that were doing the cruise ship version of cats for the Broadway. So I tell people and I think that changed people's thinking about cruise ships is like, you know what? You actually can get your foot in the door when you're coming and you're working with the Chicago folks. You're working with the, uh, the Mamma Mia team that cast for, you know, the Broadway or the tour. And we saw that happen many times where people went from cats ship to cats tour, um, Chicago ship to Chicago tour, Mamma Mia ship to Mamma Mia tour, sit down, uh, rest in uh, Broadway. So it, I think it definitely closed the gap. And I feel more people are interested in doing cruise ships now than probably back in the day when you are, when they're like, oh, it's just there's more
0: show opportunities too. Like with Royal, I mean, I always thought I had to be like number one and like do 14 pirouettes and tumble and fly and do anything. And now when I go on and I see these fabulous aqua shows and then there's the Centrum shows and you get a dance in the center and the parade on these huge ships, like I was like, I'll do an aqua show that I get right? a in some water and like right? work with divers and like go underwater and fly up in the air. I mean, you can't do fourteen hundred pirouettes because of your shoes and the surface. But what an amazing opportunity that you didn't think that you could have as a dancer to
1: be Absolutely. flying over water in an aqua show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. The opportunities out there now are, are just incredible. Absolutely. And I incredible. think that's where as a dancer, you have to put aside your ego, right. And say,
0: okay, this is a gig. I'm going to get paid a lot because I'm dancing underwater and there's like some hazard pay there. And I get to like dance with these Olympic divers and these people and do a show that everyone, it just eats up those aqua shows. And I think you have to put aside your ego that you're not kicking your face and doing 14 pirouettes and, you know, then doing something like that. You're in this amazing, high-tech Vegas show that's
1: floating on water. And you've actually gained a new skill set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A new skill set that you have no idea of maybe maybe something you need to use at an audition. You go and audition for a Vegas show that's just opened up a residency and they're like, oh my gosh, Christina Aguilar is doing a residency and she has she wants to do this whole thing underwater. We're looking for dancers that can also go on Aqua and you're like, oh my God, guess oh, what? Good point. Good point. So I tell people all the time, like don't don't Poo-poo on these like experiences that are like, well, I'm not dancing. It's like, yeah, but guess what? You're picking up a new skill set that I guarantee you there's a reason why that's happening. And I, without a doubt, I have so many dancers come back and singers, you know, singers that learn aerial that were like, I'm not really an aerialist, and now they're they're having to on some of these, you know, um stage shows go up in the air. So I it's such a great thing if you can just kind of keep yourself open to the opportunities and it takes me all the way back to what I said at the very, very beginning when I started my career. Had I kept it with my own insecurities of like, I am not a dancer. I think my my journey would have been a very, very different journey. And I think if you can just, if an opportunity opens up to you and even though you're scared, just go with it. Because at the end of the day, especially if it's only one, one show, it'll be over. You don't ever have to do it again. Or you can be like, you know, it might, you might, discover a new passion and i'm gonna kind of
0: like i I had like you kind of covered the genre and i i feel like by going through these i've always had a list of questions and you know you you had your time and i like did you ever want to give up and you didn't give up you just took a year off and decided what you wanted to do so i mean that was kind of your time and you know i feel like everything kind of now with the flow of me doing these the questions kind of answer themselves now that I used to have for like the whole format and I'm finding when you go off the cuff here and you just talk that all those questions are kind of naturally answered by them and so I kind of I kind of like how you just left it. And I kind of like how, when this works out with some of my guests, how it segues, I always kind of end it with this poem that I wrote. Um, And the way you just ended it is like perfect segue. Remember pathways are like that path when the sun touches the water, you don't know where it leads or ends, but you never know until you walk that path.
1: I love that. I love that. That's
0: fantastic. And I think that just goes exactly what you said. If you were a fearful and you didn't try and, you know, just say yes to the opportunity and jump off, then you wouldn't have got that skill set to go, you know, here this ship gave you this and now you're doing a residency in Vegas. I don't think, you know, you would have that, that set to do that. And I think that's the pathway that you do. And I think, you know, we, we all discover ourselves and find that now. I mean, I'm finding one of those things, adventures now. I'm going down a whole new Thing that I didn't think I would do. So
1: shifts are natural. Absolutely. And that's the great thing about a path is like if you were to go out into the forest, there's many different paths. There are many different ones and you just decide which one at that time feels right. You follow your intuition. It's like this one feels right. And it may come to a dead end, but guess what? At that dead end, you can go either back down that path or you can venture off to another path that may be on an unbeaten one, but will bring you to something else. And I, I think I've always just tried to live my life by like, Even when I run into dead ends, like it's not truly a dead end, because if it was a true dead end, you couldn't turn around and go back. You'd just be stuck there. Some people don't turn around and go back or they don't look to the left or right and see like, oh, actually, if I just walk down this little bit, there's a little creek. Oh, my God, that's going to put me right back on the path. We just see. And that's when you stay tunnel vision in life, you end up at the dead end and think that that's all there is. And if you just stop for a moment and look to the left or to the right or back, you'll see like, oh, actually, the path never stopped. I just I hit the dead end. But if I go around down down the the, the, the slope here and back up, I'm back on that path that I was. You know what? Running.
0: It was funny. Like my best friend told me that I. I had a moment like months ago where I just came down and I was like, I feel lost. Yeah. And later on, he was like, you're not lost. Don't ever lose, use that word. You're not lost. When you are stuck in exactly kind of what you just said, stuck in a forest, like you might not know where to go, but you're not, you're not lost. You're just, you're just disoriented for a, a moment correct eventually find that path out of the woods
1: we do and i think it happens i think everyone will go through that we're going through that every single day um and i love that you said you need sometimes to say that you need to be able to stop and say i am lost but the right thing is when you have friends to say actually you're not lost just look down look down to the left and you're like. Okay. And just keep following me. And then you get back on that path. You're like, oh my gosh. But when you get on that new path, it's almost like a whole brand new path because you're like, I didn't, I never even thought of venturing down that way. And I, I, again, I say this going back to, had I not, I mean, my path would have turned into something else, but had I not ventured down that dance path, I would have definitely had a different path. But I, I just think like all the amazing things that have happened were just because I was like, okay, I'm going to try and and I, I love that. I love that this is called Pathways. I love that this is about, you know, I love what you're doing, Todd. I think that's, that is a fantastic way of, even for yourself, of finding your way back to your path or your way back to a new path.
0: absolutely You just read my soul. Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, even after years, you know, it's, it's, I, I love it. Um, I just thank you for your time and just your amazing spirit and your soul. You stick on here and then we'll chat for a second and then I'm just going to close the show. But yeah, what a joy and thank you for all your information and your kindness. And I think you gave some great insight of what people need to know about getting into this business in a different casting. And so we've had talent agents, but we've not had someone that actually just puts you on this in a different performing side. So- It's just been a joy to have you on and thank you so much and um, stay tuned next week for Pathways and we'll come back with a whole new edition. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, everyone.